It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Pod Diva. Hi, Divas. Welcome to this week's episode of Pod Diva. My name is Eleanor and I'm the editorial assistant. For this week's episode, I spoke to Tash Walker and Shivani Darve from the iconic LGBTQI podcast, The Logbooks. Whilst working as a trustee at Switchboard, Tash uncovered boxes and boxes worth of archives documenting historic calls to the LGBTQI helpline. Back in 1974, when it was founded, it was used primarily as an information source. These were the days before the internet and the results are fascinating. In each episode, Tash, Shivani and Adam dissect a theme, delving into the logbooks to explore censored LGBTQI histories. The logbooks won gold at the British Podcast Awards in 2020, as well as the Bronze Grassroots Production Award in the same year. This LGBT History Month, their work couldn't be any more relevant. Series 3 is out now on all major podcasting platforms, and I really hope you enjoy it. And if you want to read more about the logbooks, don't forget to grab your copy of this month's Diva magazine, the one with Lady Phil on the cover. Tash, you've said that the aim of the podcast was initially to share a censored history. Has that evolved over these three seasons? Um, we've started to, I guess, understand that it's, it's, it's bigger than that. It's about making a statement around this being not just Britain's LGBTQ plus history, but social history. This is just our history for everyone. It shouldn't be sidelined or sectioned off. To build on that, you hear a lot about hidden histories. It, it's been a real bugbear of mine, and Shiv's heard me say this countless times, but these histories aren't hidden, they're censored. And it's really, really important to recognise that. These histories have been here for as long as people have existed. And why we as, you know, younger queer people today are having to basically delve into unseen archives to find out what happened so that we can walk down the street as we are today or push for more equal futures. And it's really awful. And it, we are here to sort of open that up and share it, but also to tell the stories of the people who aren't always the ones that we know about already, not the massive trailblazers, not the people who chain themselves to railings. We know we need those people, it's fantastic. But just everyone who, who encompasses the LGBTQIA plus communities who can share their stories about just living as those people. I think, yeah, what Tasha was saying, though, about the start of the podcast, and we were just three people who, like, met each other, didn't really know each other very well at all. And we were, I think, trying to make a podcast that we wanted to hear. We wanted to find out these stories. Honestly, none of us expected the logbooks to be as as 
well like uh, we expected you can say successful that's fine successful it's successful we expected people to be interested but we didn't realize just how much hunger there was for these stories it's been incredible to be able to be part of sharing those stories amazing you kind of touched on this what made you want to start the log books podcast so tash tells Um, the story a lot so i'll do my best version of it and she might come in with some fact checking Tash found these physical logbooks from Switchboard's history in the attic and by herself was just reading through all of them, like mm-hmm. leafing through every single page and seeing these stories jump out. Yeah, so like Shiv said, I came across the logbooks when I was at Switchboard looking through the attic in, in some boxes that were, you know, water stained and dilapidated. And out of them, I pulled these books, like these A4 notepads, and out of these notepads fell these pages onto my lap which were which it was just incredible it was like it's like a diary it's this living breathing diary of switchboard but also of our lgbtqia plus history and it's these notes that are scrawled in handwriting which you just don't have access to that sort of thing like like you used to smudges and the volunteers recording the, the notes of the calls that they've taken but also arguments between the volunteers and the pages and it's la- laughing one minute crying the next and i spent two years reading them once we'd moved them to Bishopsgate Institute into the archive there. It was such a, an amazing experience. It's the best book I've ever read. It's really powerful. It's really, really powerful. I was talking to Steph, the head archivist at Bishopsgate, and he was like, you need to do something with all this work that you're doing. So I was just like, oh, this is amazing. Da, da, da. So I, I did a presentation for LGBT History Month, which I took around the UK and sort of tried to like open up the archive, tried to invite people in to share their stories. When I gave the, one of the presentations, and Adam was actually in the audience and then and then came up to me afterwards and said, hey, I'm Adam. This is amazing what you're sharing. We should we should make a podcast from this. And I was looking to do something originally around oral histories and wanting to capture the voices of people who'd volunteered and, and hopefully those who'd called Switchboard. And then we worked on this sort of proposal together. I had been interviewed by Shiv. I don't know, what was it, like six months ago or something, when I was doing some work around Switchboard's 45th birthday. I was at Radio 4. I sort of always knew what Switchboard is. I was like, this is a thing that has been around for, at the time it was 45 years, now it would be, I think, 47 years? 48 this year now, yeah. I was like, we have to do something on this. It's been going for so long and it's provided this lifeline for this community, so I begged and pleaded with my editors to let me report on Switchboard's history. And so with that, I met Tash. Tash sent me a text afterwards, I think, saying, that sounded good. Ship hadn't saved my number. Ship hadn't saved my number. (laughs) Outrageous. Um, Who is this? Tash Tash sent me a text and I think a few days later called me up and said, really liked what you did there. Do you want to make a podcast? And I was like, who is this? Who is is this? Um, Outrageous! I was like, yeah, let's do it. We did it and I was meeting Adam for the first time as we were having production meetings. The two of them didn't know each other either. But we all had a very similar, or maybe I would say even exactly the same passion for Mm -hmm. wanting to share these stories and seeing the value in learning our history and sharing our history. Particularly at the moment as... It feels like in some senses we are reliving some of the history that we document in the podcast. It feels more important now to share those stories for LGBTQIA plus rights to 
learn from what we've done in the past as a community. Yeah, it was good. It just felt like that instincts. I'd had other people trying to approach me around doing something and I just didn't feel, just didn't sit right. So listen to your instincts is the key from that. <laughs> and the podcast. Listen to your instincts yeah. and listen to your instincts. <laughs> listen to your instincts and the podcast. That's amazing. Pod Diva. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Could you just tell me in your own words about Switchboard and the work it does to support LGBTQI people? Yeah, sure. So Switchboard started back in 1974, and it's still going today. When it started, it was much more of an information resource because we didn't have things like the internet what we now refer to as the lgbtqia plus communities was a lot more underground mm-hmm. and over its time it's evolved and today it's still here runs from 10 a.m to 10 p.m and is there for anyone who wants to talk about gender identity sexuality emotional well-being and sexual health and it's run by nearly 240 volunteers we've got a small staff team we take phone calls instant messages and emails i don't know what our 2021 full statistics are but we're looking at around 18,000 contacts a year. It's it's so important and has always been incredibly important that the big shifts throughout its time, whether that's the police raids of the 70s, the HIV AIDS crisis of the 80s, the television representation and transgender experience becoming more conversational in the 90s or what's happening over the last couple of years for us specifically around COVID, isolation levels, loneliness increasing, and still people are contacting us. It's great that we're still there to pick up the phone today. Amazing. How did you select the audio that you wanted to use? Were there any narratives it felt important to include? Yeah, definitely. Each episode has a theme. Adam and I spent a lot of time reading the logbooks and categorising the logbook entries into themes, which then made parts of the episodes. Mm -hmm. Then once we'd done that, we had an overview of sort of the kind of conversations and gentle narrative that we wanted to share 
which we then went out and interviewed people mm-hmm. um, and spoke to them about their different experiences. So in the latest season, season three, we have episodes on the internet, we have episodes on television representation, we have episodes on transgender identities and all about kink. So we spoke to different people about their different experiences, whether they picked up the phones or they called Switchboard or what they just felt at that period of time. It just sort of really naturally grows out of that. Having being the people who do the interviews and then all of us being the people who piece it together afterwards. You can hear the narrative in the stories and we spend a lot of time thinking about which sections to include and what the story of the episodes will be. But always, always, and something that's so important to us is that we're led by the logbook entries and the themes that come out of that. Mm -hmm. So it's not us choosing how we want to interpret the history. We're sharing the history that was there and the themes that came out the most. So it's, it's really retelling a very true representation of, of what was happening in that time. Shiv, do you want to add anything to that? What's really important is that we are always led by the logbooks. So obviously we know that there are lots of issues that our community has always faced when it comes to race, when it comes to trans issues, when it comes to disability. The logbooks is this really special place where people open up about all sorts of different things about their lives but if somebody doesn't tell us something we can't interpret what they mean we're literally led by the words that they use so being south asian like i would love to interrogate all of this history from a poc or south asian lens but there is an element that we are restricted by with the logbooks delving into that history explicitly speaking to people of colour about their experiences at that time is possibly something that we will be looking at in the future but the logbooks themselves have this incredible space. The thing that really strikes me is that some calls that we touched on in the actual podcast series are calls that I, I don't think Switchboard gets so much because of the growth of the internet. So things like where's a good night out hmm. is probably not a call that they get quite as much these days. Whereas calls about coming out and emotional support are still conversations that volunteers have with people and they still try and support people through that and through all of the years of legislation and wider acceptance within society these are still things that our community are struggling with it just shows how important the charity is as well yeah absolutely and it seeks to remember lgbtqi history but also consider it in light of issues impacting the community today how do you think that the logbooks retains its relevance and the issues it explores sort of hiv aids adoption sperm donation we look at the history and we are primarily led by the logbooks and the experiences of people who were alive at that time and have memories at that time we find relevant people to talk about that theme of each episode who have experiences today if it's HIV AIDS, we've spoken to campaigners and activists in this space. If it's about adoption, we've spoken to people who are in the process of of starting a queer family or rainbow family. Whatever the theme is, we find somebody who can reflect on what their experiences are today. So we can almost see the difference between then and now and see the parallels and allow the listener to to draw their conclusions as to how we've got from there to here. Yeah, it's about evolution, isn't it? So, you know, you can't look at society without looking at what 
was in place or in situ or the attitudes before we are built on the past Mm -hmm. and without looking back at the past we have no point in moving forward to the future because you learn from it it's also painful but it's so important to remember and it informs informs everything that happens today if you look at what's happening today around transgender rights we see the parallels of what happened in the 80s we have to learn from that and we need to tell people about that as well because so many people don't know about the battles of section 28 the fallout from hiv and aids the the horrific media um treatment of gay people at that point and you know and then we look at what's happening today and for God's sake, we have to go back into the past and understand what's happened then so that we can push for this more inclusive future. And the evolution part is so important and to draw on our history, always it's so fascinating to bring history up to date and to look at, okay, what's actually happening? Because so often we're so shocked by, really, have we come so, have we come so little in comparison in these years? Did that really happen only 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. Was that a law in my lifetime? And it makes you understand things better about the fight for equality, I think. And also, I think it changes your frame of mind in a really positive way. And we've spoken about this a lot. When you think about what's happening today and you think about what are we not doing right now? What are the things that we're going to be calling ourselves out on in five years time, five months time, right? Mm -hmm. Let's start thinking about that because if we start thinking about that now, we start changing things immediately. So it's this big, like Shiv said, it's a really, really important thing to talk about who's doing what today and where we've where have we come from the people who were doing things back in the 80s or the 90s. When it comes to trans rights and where we are in terms of the way the media, the non-LGBTQIA plus media, is trying to represent trans rights and the discussions around trans identities, this is not a new conversation for queer people. This conversation was happening in the 70s and the 80s. Our community managed to deal with these questions in a way that supported all different identities within our community. And now it feels like a lot of the conversation that is happening now about trans women in particular could just learn a lot from looking back on our history and understanding where some of these conversations started to come from yeah i think it's about human stories isn't it Shiv? it's that's what's really powerful and that's what we know changes opinions you can have your biggest opinions on a high level about i don't know women or trans women or people of color whatever it is but so often those people who have those sweeping views and statements do not know any of these people on a human level. If you look back in so many parts of social justice and social history, it's when you humanise it and tell those individual stories that people start to shift and change. And, and that's what we're trying to do with the logbooks. You know, it's so easy to get bogged down in statistics or, you know, overarching yeah. themes. And then if you actually listen to people through their own voice as well, not just as told, it becomes really powerful. I think that's really exciting part of the podcast what does the future of the logbooks look like and do you have any specific goals you'd like to achieve excellent question (laughs) so i guess um the three of us have set up a podcast production company off of the back of working together on the logbooks and we've got some really amazing projects coming up this year that we're really excited on uh working on shiv and i have one in particular which is also focused on queer history which more on that later in the year we feel really excited about that for the logbooks themselves we really do want to continue that podcast series obviously the switchboard focus has ended Mm -hmm. but having conversations with other archives and looking into transgender gender non-conforming history Mm -hmm. maybe a bit more on hiv and aids history so going into the more more finer details of some of the topics we've touched on over the 
the first three seasons? Shev? Yeah, I think we just really want to, as, a, as the three of us, want to continue sharing these stories that we find so powerful and so emotive. And as Tash said earlier, like literally you'll be listening to one episode of the Logbooks and you'll be crying and then you'll be laughing and then you'll be crying with laughter. Those are the kinds of stories that we want to continue to tell and to share. And that's a big a big hope and I think that's what we're trying to hopefully do with the production company which is still very much going to be focused on using the same sort of principles that we've learned from the logbooks it's called Aunt Nell which is listen in Polari mm -hmm. because we want to really make sure that we are keeping true to our queer roots in in all future projects that we embark on we're really really excited for the project that we're going to be working on that's specifically focused on LGBTQIA history. Season three of the logbooks is out now. There is a whole host of episodes to listen to from season one, two, and three. The beauty of it being a history podcast is that it's not going to be out of date. So if you haven't caught season one or two yet, there's plenty of time to catch up. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. It was so interesting to hear your perspectives on everything. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Actually, bye. 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 If you would like to contact Switchboard for advice and understanding, you can call them on 0300 330 0630. 0300 330 0630. You can visit them at switchboard.lgbt for live chat or you can email them at chris at switchboard.lgbt. Emails are typically replied to within 72 hours and everything is confidential. All of Switchboard's volunteers identify as LGBT+. Pot, pot, pot diva. Behind the scenes. It's funny to think that there was a time that we didn't know each other. I know, and this is like the best relationship I've ever had. I know. Probably the longest. <laughs> That's too real for the podcast. <laughs> Um, how are we feeling about today being the last day that we're going to record stuff for the logbooks in the studio? Emotional. Sad. I don't know how to put it into words. Adam, I don't speak on mic for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel, yeah, I feel uh, reflective and emotional um, and also kind of like really proud and happy of, of what we've done to get here and, and what I think we've achieved. I'm yeah. kind of grateful. I'm grateful for both of you in my life and I'm grateful that like we made this thing and apparently people like it. Yeah. <laughs> Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva, Queers for Your Ears, in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Share the love by leaving us a review. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 